everybody. Welcome to Ghosted Stories. It's Chelsea. I'm Erin. And we have today, listen, a real treat. The youngest ghosted guest ever. Mm-hmm. Other than maybe, I don't know if the, my cats, Tanuki and Miranda Hops, count. They've they, never been actual guests. <laughs> they don't. But they're just like the low-key guest stars of every episode. Right. But we have Ruby Carp, author, comedian, and just woman of the world. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. Ruby, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having to me. To our podcast. Do we say how old she is or we just have people guess? You're, wait, did I say it? Oh. I'm, I'm 17. She's yeah. 17 years old. Today. No, just kidding. Wouldn't <laughs> that be extra fun? That'd be really fun if it were my birthday and I was doing a podcast. <laughs> I'd be bummed out for you. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> when is your birthday? August. I'm a Virgo. I August was just 30th. Gonna, you read my mind. I was going to ask you. My little sister's a Virgo. But I don't Virgos like are awesome. She she is awesome, as are you. But I don't know if I feel like my sister exhibits traditional Virgo traits, but maybe I just don't know what they are. What are Virgo traits? Virgo traits are very independent, okay, well. very, like, very creative, very, very, they overthink things. They think a lot. Okay. Uh, Beyonce's a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they're the Our kind. Queen. Yeah, exactly. They're the kind of outgoing in that they're not like super bubbly, like Gemini's or something like that. They're outgoing in that like they're very like they they're very thoughtful in what they say and how they are outgoing. At least that's what my horoscope tells me. No, that's <laughs> yeah. great. I think okay, that makes sense. And maybe just at some point, I saw that Beyonce was a Virgo and then no shade to Caitlin White, my sister, who is a woman who's just kicking ass in every aspect of life. I was like, is my sister like Beyonce? I don't think she is. I don't Maybe think anyone's a Virgo, like Beyonce. But no. there you go. It's like, why am I holding all Virgos to a standard an impossible of, of, an impossible of Beyonce? Sin- yeah. That nobody can live up to <laughs> except for Beyonce herself. My sister's also kind of like very, she would rather be reading a book in her room and like doing a yeah like, that's like a typical a virgo teaser puzzle yeah, yeah that's like typical virgo activity okay so yeah. you relate to that all right great so i feel like beyonce has some solid alone time though definitely yeah definitely I mean, yeah she when you watch her in interviews she's very i mean she's reserved yeah. almost yeah they're very she's kind of, virgos are very on the outside grounded right on the outside okay <laughs> all right <laughs> on the inside however all right enough about my sister and beyonce we have your book right here i brought it out so that you and i and aaron could look at it Everyone listening has to go to Amazon or their local bookstore to look at it and buy With it. With us and join us. In the exactly. It's called Earth Hates Me. I cannot, I mean, you're a published author at an age where I was just, you know, hoping to not fall down that day. I still, I <laughs> hope not to fall down each day too. So we have a lot in common. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I felt like I could relate to you right away. So tell us a little bit. I mean, we have a lot to talk about. We have some fun topical shit to get into, obviously your story. But give us like the top line of how, of what the book is about. And then like at the end, I feel like I want to really dive into it. Does that work Amazing. for you? Okay, yeah, perfect. So give us like the top line teaser and we'll dive deeper and deeper into it later. So it on the outside definitely looks like it's like quirky and relatable teen book, but it's actually not. Oh. Um, if you read it on the inside, it's, I mean, it's, I guess it's relatable. It's relatable to everyone, but it is stories from my life and uh, on different topics that play into every teenager's life which is who you like your parents your friends school getting mm-hmm. into college just like all the things that go into being a teenager and basically every chapter involves stories from my life and then me pulling advice or just life thoughts and things from those stories i love that how did you well, i mean now maybe these are questions i should be asking you later on but I think writing a memoir of sorts, would you consider it a memoir? I would consider it a memoir, except my life, I'm not a famous person, so it's not like that interesting, but it's more well, like <laughs> Famous stories. people aren't that interesting. It's more like stories that everyone has de- has definitely right. had their own version of. So they'll be right. like, ha me, I did that. <laughs> I see myself in this. And Beyonce. But what I feel, writing a memoir is something I always daydream about. Is do you? I really do. It was really therapeutic. I feel like, like it really was, therapeutic. But then I always think to myself exactly like you just said. It's like, well, but I mean, who am I? But the thing is, 
like I was thinking that the whole time too, but I wasn't telling stories to be like, here are stories from my life. Right. Every story had a purpose that went in with it. Like, for example, one of the chapters is called Heartbreak. And I tell two main stories in that chapter. And I didn't tell those stories to be like, ha ha, look at me. I've gotten my heart broken. I told them because I told the stories and then the 20 pages that followed were me being like, okay, so that happened. Here's how I got over it. Right. And you... I, I wasn't going to include any stories from my life originally when I was writing the book, when I was just going to be like, okay, this is a self-help book. I'm going to write advice for teens. Like, here we go. And then as I was writing it, I was like, you can't write a book about advice and claim you're someone when no one trusts you because right. like they don't know anything about you. No, yeah. If no one knows that I've actually been through that and that I've actually been there. Also, so much yeah. of the points I make are about how adults act like they know us and they don't. And, mm -hmm. well, who am I to be like, adults don't know us. But here, let me tell you nothing about myself. Right. Let me, like, talk at you instead of, like, relating, relating with you. With and you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have to. You have to Make put something human. out there. Yeah. Put yourself out there. Exactly. Like, add some vulnerability so yeah. that people, yeah. Very well said. Oh, is my cat okay? <laughs> your mom is here also yeah my mom is here Hi, mom. special guest i love that she's just yes. enjoying alone time with my cats and cheese yep <laughs> miranda loves new people so oh, this is really miranda great for her hobbs lives for new people um does she though i mean she does tanuki yes. does not no, tanuki just wants for. to hide in his cat castle alone and be with his thoughts <laughs> he's also a virgo Oh. Tanuki's a Virgo. My I can tell his head is just like stuck between. He's just like <laughs> contemplating life right now. <laughs> For those of you who can't see him, my uh, my little sister, the Virgo, got me a cat zodiac book for Christmas. So oh. this is all really coming Somebody full circle. Somebody has really intense personalities. <laughs> they do. Oh, Tanuki's going to go on um, his cat carry now. No, but I love what you said about the teen advice for teens. Because I do feel like being a teenager is such a heady time. But it is amazing yeah. that the second that you stop being a teenager, you forget everything about it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Well, also, it's like, I mean, I don't know this because I'm still a child. But like... A I, young adult. Young adult. A young adult. But there's a lot of people are under the impression that none of, we don't have like thoughts or feelings. But like I like a lot happens in a day for me, mm -hmm. uh, let alone yeah. like four years of high school. Like I'm a senior right now and even days where nothing happens, it's still like a day. So much happens. Yeah. Like life happens because the thing is, when you're an adult, you're kind of just like living because that's life. When you're a teenager you're working towards something yes. Yes. not to say that when you're an adult you're not but when you're a teenager yeah. it's like okay i need to get through this year so i can get through the next year so i can graduate so i can go to college so i can do this your mm -hmm. life is a constant routine a constant cycle you're constantly working towards stuff so it's just this like your your life is actually like probably at the, one of the most active points it will ever be right because a everything is so heightened i mean mm -hmm. you know emotions are higher everything everything for the first, time. Everything for the it, first yeah. time everything's so elevated you know the simplest interaction with a friend or a crush or something can just seem so you know monumental and and every year there's so much it's like this um not escalated what's the word i'm looking for everything's just like one year in the life of a teenager is like seven years an adult yeah. everything's like jam-packed and well, happening a breakneck speed and each year there's so much yeah. development like mm -hmm. in your life and you know well whatever. imagine being around your crush all your best friends and your job all at the same time five days a week right. and then on weekends those are the only people you hang out with really right. it's like i feel like from what i've seen in i don't know what it's like being an adult but from what i've seen your life is spread out it's you're not living day to day being like this is what i have to do now and now and now, now it's right. like you have time you can do things you can relax you don't have to like i mean i'm not saying that adults don't have things to do but your life is more is less high stakes than in a different way than it is for teenagers it took me till now in this conversation to realize that aaron and i are adults i was like <laughs> i know right adults right <laughs> We were in your apartment. I don't know apartment. when I will ever feel like an adult. No, but you're so right. And I think that can be the really scary thing, too, when for, you know, young adults in early 20s, once you graduate high school, or graduate college, or whenever you kind of take that step into just working full time, that 
that safety net that safety net of just um structure is ripped out from under you and like and you're your describing parents. you're on yeah this like ladder of okay the next thing and the next thing and next thing and then you're just whoosh like falling into mm-hmm. the world and you don't have these next steps laid out for you like you know you have them when you're in high school and when you're a teenager and I wish so I could so I feel like I'm still at the point where I convince myself I have a lot to th- of things to do every day even when I don't I feel like I just always am living in this I like anxiety I think you still have a lot like Wait, adults still have a lot yeah, to do but I think have stuff but, but I, I think know, yeah. adults also we uh, have more life experience so we know what to expect more yeah. like I think teenagers you're just flying blind half the time you're right. like I've never experienced this emotion before and then however you react to that emotion is like and now this is the kind of person I'm gonna be right. yeah. and that's Terrifying. It's also a lot of fear of the future. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of, okay, how I want to go to college to pursue this career, but how do I do that? Like, right. how do I start life? How do I exist without my parents' money? How do I right. transition from high school to college? It's, and also, we're so just feeling so much. And it's, but at the same time, I, we're still people. Right. Like, we're not just on our phones being like, did you see that Snapchat to the tweet to the Instagram? It's like, that's not how we talk. Right. We're, <laughs> we're humans. We're not like lizards that have social media. <laughs> have you seen the video? I'm sorry. I just keep, I can't stop referencing. Have you seen the video uh, compilation of Mark Zuckerberg on different accounts being like, I'm not human. And then like him being like, there are rumors that I'm a lizard. No. Oh my God. But wait, there <laughs> but were, there were rumors I've, I've that done, he's a lizard? I've done too much YouTube deep research. Um, <laughs> Don't no, ever stop doing there's that. this like weird you YouTube compilation of Mark Zuckerberg uh, on different accounts, like saying weird things, referencing to the fact that he's not human. Like in one speech he was giving, he was like, yeah, and I was human. I, I am human. And it was like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, maybe Mark Zuckerberg like really is a, a robot lizard or something. Yeah, I, I believe it. Um, but I think also before we talk about, well, let's talk about all the other amazing things you do because you describing how your day-to-day life is, I think is just also a testament to the type of person you are and you have so much drive and ambition, obviously. And I think there are plenty of teenagers out there who are just sort of like, well, another day. <laughs> Thanks. Going to go smoke behind the bleachers. Uh, but you're you're living it up. And, and I relate to that because that's how I was too. On. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think... No, but it's like, but like she's saying, like, it's like anything with like, you're just, there are people, teenagers who are driven and then there are teenagers who just waste of life. And then there are adults who are driven and there are adults who are (laughs) waste. And then there's Mark Zuckerberg. And then there's people who are are robot robot lizards. (laughs) There's robot lizards. Never forget. They're actually a surprisingly large part of our demographic. Um, But you also, you do stand up all the time. I do. Uh, You, do you host or produce a a monthly UCB show? I host. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How, How long have you been doing that? six years she's looking at mom to fact check six years six years six years wow how did it start how Uh, did they let you in that like oh do you have to have a waiver when you're uh, just in there doing stand-up that young no so basically my mom okay mom gonna talk about you now so my mom started a magazine called bust you bury or we buried the lead we were gonna we were gonna freak out about that in a minute no i just i mean we're huge fans of bust you might even see that i have a copy on my coffee table there so my mom's peering over with Miranda Hobbs <laughs> on her lap. So that is very we were very excited excited to to meet your mom and oh cool and so fangirl she over exists. Bust. She, I'm her daughter, um, but she, that was she did Bust before she had me, and in doing Bust she met a bunch of people and those people were a lot of comedians and um, those some of those people included. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey and that whole group of awesome people. I think I've heard of her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was right around the time where not only was UCB starting, but I was being born uh, into the world. (laughs) So Two great things. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Um, So UCB started and I was born and my mom like raised me and my mom would like, and this was right when UCB was starting. So my mom would like bring me to the theater, like holding me like as a two month old, like in her arms doing monologues, like, like ha- holding me on stage like while I was crying and like uh-huh. doing his monologues and this was That's like so before UCB was a huge as a huge right, deal like right, it is now right and so I basically 
kind of started growing up around the theater when I could actually walk and talk. They just pull me up on stage and like do random bits with me and just kind of like mess with me. And then when I was and that kind of basically just continued all my childhood. I just kind of like go and they'd be like, look, a child. Let's do fun tricks. (laughs) (laughs) And then when I was seven, Amy was doing smart girls at the party and she asked me if I wanted to be one of the girls on the show. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went on it and I talked about feminism and Amy was like, you can speak. Uh, do you want to do monologues at ASCAT? Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. So I did. And that's when I started like actually performing and doing stories and they weren't, it wasn't stand up, but it was my intro to it, I'd say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I start from there. I started writing for this website called Hello Giggles. Yeah, and they had. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a really long story. No, oh, it's great. Um, I mean, I'm riveted. And they made a Hello Giggles night in UCBLA, oh, okay. where they would do like a night of like a host, then then storytellers from the website tell stories, and it was like a whole thing. And then they were like, "Hey, you guys should do this as a New York show," and they were like, "Ruby." host it mm-hmm. and i was 11 and i was like yes and my gosh. I s- but now it is no longer the hello giggle show now it is called we hope you have fun got it oh but i still host what it fun. to this that's day amazing. when is it so people can go the second monday of every month at 7 30 at ucb east perfect nice. well we'll definitely come out for that my sometime. next show is february 12th <laughs> oh, perfect that's yeah. great i love it a valentine's day show a valentine's and i will be alone <laughs> <laughs> Well, as always well let's we we have to get into that but really quick one other little um thing we have in common you just did a a, an unnamed pilot well it's named but we shouldn't name it on this podcast with um the production company that i work for Mm -hmm. and so you were in the office shooting that and we kind of like passed i think we just said hi very briefly and then you were directed to our podcast by a guest from a couple episodes ago the awesome Katie, Katie katie brodnick um and so it's like a fun little small, small world. world circle of life yeah. mm. you know just all the virgos and, I'm here and, all too. The and you're here too <laughs> <laughs> and so is the cheese and the um salami. the salami that i brought up um okay let's do a little i mean geez we could do like three episodes with you ruby <laughs> let's let's before we get into your story do a little topical shit okay um we wanted to talk to you about What's happening in the schools these days with like <laughs> sex ed? Okay. Give it to us straight. It's crazy pants. <laughs> I am I'm a senior in high school and I'm taking health for the first time this year. R- now, what? Is that normal? Yeah, in my school it is. That's crazy. I don't know. I, I don't want to talk for other schools in the city. We have to take like a three-day seminar on HIV every single year. I write about it in my book because it's literally the worst seminar. Every single year for like three days in uh, whatever gym or PE class you take, they sit you down and are like, here's HIV, AIDS, and all the things you can die from, and consent, and whatever. And it's a mess. Okay. But no, no, no. It's horrible. Well, because I was going to say, what can you talk about solely with in HIV and AIDS for three days, but mm-hmm. consent and stuff. I mean, that's, so Oh like no, it's not. Ed? No, 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 no. What, ha- like they're, what is it? I talk about it. They're on the wrong the side of it. Oh God. They, they don't. So what they do is instead of teaching us what rape is, what assault is, what all this stuff is, they teach us how to say no um, and defense mechanisms yeah. and stuff. And you know, I, I raised my hand and I was like, hey, guys, this is awesome. But also, how about defining what assault is, defining what rape is? And their ideology is that's not in the lesson plan. You all know not to rape, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my but God. But actually, hey, guys, that's not how it works. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm taking health, like an actual health class that goes all year for the first time this year. Do they – sorry, I'm hung up on the seminar. Do they teach – the do they boys separate the act of yeah. consent? Yeah, do they separate the genders? No. And do you know, do they talk about, in addition to like how women can say no and defend themselves, do they teach the boys like active consent and like no. yes no. is yes? And no. Enthusiastic <sighs> consent. Yeah. Yeah, enthusiastic consent. Thank you, sorry. Well, you know. One small. Well, and what are you learning Oprah in the health class at too? At a time. Because oh I feel my like God. everybody has your period by the time you're 17. So yeah, like, what's exactly. left? Exactly. Okay. Right. 
right now in health, literally in health, and like my, my health teacher's a great woman. I love her. She's a really good person. But it's like right now we're learning sl- what sleep means. And la- our last unit was about emotions. And it's just like we don't learn. But the, th- the problem with taking health when you're a senior is that everything we're learning I needed to learn four years yeah, ago like, yeah. when I was a freshman. And w- I mean, we haven't gotten to the sex unit yet, but it's very, it's just, it's just stuff I wish I would have known when I was a freshman and not a senior. Right. Right. And it seems, but, but they do this, they have been doing the seminar thing since you were a freshman. That's it's required. But then they do the overall health thing, not until you're a senior. Yeah. Do you go, is this a public school or private school? Public. It's public school. So that's like how New York City's doing it. I Just mean, three days of saying no and don't <laughs> get the hit. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, and it, that could just be my school, right? But but I bet, but if it's a public school, that has to be the like yeah. I don't curriculum. think your school would have gone rogue. With yeah, this. yeah. That has Especially to be if like doing New York it so State curriculum. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Well, should we have someone on the podcast sometime from the DOE? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like, listen, we we, we need brought to have you a under the ruse of you telling a story, but uh, we have to have a talk. Um. <sighs> Do you have any questions uh, for us about sex and consent? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, we, but we have some for you. Um, yeah. Should we just get into your story? Sure. Let's I mean, it. let's go for it. First, though, we have to have uh, make sure the audience has a picture of you in their mind. Cool. Just in case they can't Google you or something. So we love to ask our guests, who would play you in the movie about you? I'd want to play myself. <laughs> oh, I mean, I love that answer. But who who should Who's I give like them? you're a celebrity yeah. doppelganger? Okay, well, I don't. Well, the thing is, that's hard about that question is that you don't want to sound self-involved because you want to name like right. a really attractive celebrity and be like, I look like this. Um, okay, just do what you feel. I've gotten. No one will think that. Here's what I've gotten. I've gotten a young Mila Kunis or Haley Steinfeld. I can hundred percent see both. Can you see that? Yeah. As soon as you said Mila Kunis, I felt like I mean, you look like you could be her daughter. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. When I I was considering getting bangs, I like looked up Mila Kunis bangs, and I was like, I don't know about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. You have like a Mila Kunis like paper doll that you like try outfits on before you buy them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look good on her. Yeah. Um, And then, is your story? Is it a relationship ghosting? Is it a <laughs> what are we what are we dealing with here? So uh, let me set the scene for you. Oh yeah, I can't wait. So, uh, young me, uh, last year, junior year, uh, innocent, uh, pure junior in high school, in gym class, and in my gym class there is this senior boy, who is friends with like a lot of my friends but we have never had a conversation before but wait i'm caught up in the fact that you have co-ed gym class yeah is that we had co-ed gym class is that weird oh i don't i don't think we ever had co-ed gym class you went to weird religious schools though oh no that in college in high school i went to just public high school in college you had gym classes in college i went to a weird religious college and i was like the weird uh atheist liberal girl that they wanted to burn at the stake but oh my um, god <laughs> she was the only member of her college democrats <laughs> yeah. oh it was god. me and phil duddy all right <laughs> okay phil shout out to you wherever you are you're not listening for sure <laughs> um <laughs> but i don't think i had co-ed gym class if anyone from my high school is listening please contact me and tell me if we had oh, co-ed gym class i feel class. like co-ed is normal i feel really? like that's super normal yeah, yeah. all right well, i'm gonna text my dad later he was my principal he just did it for your class. I'm going to text him while yeah, we're he was doing just this like, podcast. No one will see this. <laughs> He's like, no boys around Chelsea. I'm texting my dad right now. Did we have co-ed gym class in high school? All right. Keep telling your story and the world will anxiously await the answer to this question. Amazing. Okay. So, so we would make, boy. yeah, we would make a lot of eye contact and it was a really big deal for me. Um, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than uh. eye contact babies. 
Like, yeah. okay, no one, no one listening to this podcast or in life can tell me that they haven't like been on the train or been somewhere in life and made really intense eye contact with someone that you know is kind of sexual and yeah. not just a friend eye contact. Amen. It happens. It does happen. That's what the subway's for. Yeah. It's for elaborate fantasies that you never, never come to fruition. Never, then yeah, you just get exactly. off the train. It's so, great. And I mean, I, I was telling you guys a story about my current dilemmas, but I have a very bad habit of when I have a crush on someone, uh, just not speaking to them or not sure. knowing how to. Mm-hmm. So I, I basically for the entire year just looked at him and we would, he would look at me sometimes too. And just that was, that was the end of that story. So he went to college, but he went to college in the city okay. and so I was like, I mean, not that we ha- were going to see each other because we had never spoken, but you know, <laughs> but your the possibility was there. Like, yeah. Uh, so one day, so a lot of my friends this year, and we'll talk, we can talk about this. A lot of my friends got on Tinder this year because we're all seniors. So a lot of us are 18. I'm not, I'm 17, but a lot of my friends are 18. And also there's no more older senior boys for us to like, like or whatever. And none of us want to go for juniors or sophomores. Oh, that's, so that's right. I forgot how rough senior year no, was. Yeah, senior you're super rough yeah. but we're like we're in the city we're independent here we are claiming claiming our living life pri- yeah here we are so a lot of them got tinders and i was with oh my, my best friend one day and sh- i was we were like swiping and stuff and she comes across the boy <gasps> from my gym class Ooh. and i was like oh my god he has a tinder and i like saw it said he was like however miles away and I had like had a Tinder as like a joke, but I was like, okay, well now I'm just determined to find him on Tinder. <laughs> well, yeah. Now also, I have wait, a, a Tinder is a joke. I feel like having a Tinder as a joke is like, ha, ah, it's a joke. But, but I'm also really. kind of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be like, no, I use it for like my comedy shows if I like need backup material. But like, what? No, I don't. I have like one joke and it never works. Um, but so, literally. After a week of swiping, like actively swiping, trying to find him, I found him. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. I like screenshotted it a million times and I was like, okay, like what do I do? Like, do I swipe left? Do I swipe right? So I swipe right. And it was like, you are a match. <gasps> like you guys have yeah. matched. <laughs> I know. And I was like so excited and don't get too excited. Oh. Um, I mean, none of these stories yeah, ever end yeah, well, exactly. we always think that they will. <laughs> yeah, We're always that. like, oh, this is great. Well, this is going so well. Wait, is this a weird question? I'm very too concerned with logistics. If he's 18 or 19 or whatever and you're 17, what does that mean in the law in New York City? They're I, Romeo and Juliet laws in New York, so it's fine. Is it fine? I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. I, I'm 18 on Tinder because you can't have a Tinder if you're under 18. Uh, so she's out there lying on the internet. So I'm just lying on the My internet God. right now. Good thing the Tinder police don't listen to this podcast. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, but I waited like a day or two to see if he would message me, which he did not. And I was like, okay, you know what? We matched, which means he, without knowing, I swiped right on him, swiped right on me. Therefore, there is mutual interest here. So I was like, okay, what do I say? What do you say to a person who you know knows you? Because we hung out with the same people, even though we had never spoken. So I knew for a fact, like, we we had been in, like, the same five-foot radius of each other before. He knew me. We were friends on Facebook. He didn't think he was swiping on a stranger. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, Ruby. Whole shebang. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um... So I was like, okay, what do you say to someone that you know knows you, but you've never spoken to? So I was like, okay, easy icebreaker, since we have all the mutual friends. Hey, you went to blank high school, right? Because that mutual thing, we both went to this school. So I messaged him that. I go, hey, you went to blank, right? So like a day goes by and there's no response. And I'm like, okay, that's normal because like that happens on Tinder. Tinder. Yeah. And I wanted I, you to just send him the eyes emoji. Yeah, <laughs> I would have, like, 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 eye contact <laughs> from this far away. Um, no, so I go back to check our messages, like, a day or two later, and I found that he had unmatched me. <gasps> yeah. Why? I don't Jesus know. Christ. I had said six words, and that was enough to get me unmatched. Yeah. And then... <sighs> I think he unfriended me on Facebook because now I can't find him oh on Facebook. Oh, my God. I know. He went full out. Yeah. Simply because I said six words. 
Okay. He went nuclear. That's crazy. I have right? some. Well, I mean, this isn't a. Isn't this crazy pants? Enough of information to even be. I mean, I'm shocked that theory, 18 year olds are on Tinder. It, it was kind right, of shocking for me to hear. T- I know it is. No, but, but just I think because like uh, you know, when I grew up, it was such a tab. It was like a, such a like a loser thing to be on online dating. Yeah. And then I think like that's just well changed. now so, college yeah. kids. It's not a. Tinder, you do not go on Tinder because you want to find a boyfriend. That's yeah. right. not what you do. So For no college one, kids especially, like everyone on Tinder is on Tinder. It's just because, a hookup app. Yeah. yeah. But do you think it's possible that maybe I attract what I said previously? Do you think he really was just kind of like swiping, swiping, and just didn't in that moment register that it was you? Because he was just like, oh, this girl's cute, this girl's cute, this girl's cute. And then when you he messaged you, he looked closer and was like, oh, Someone in the same friend group. Uh oh, I'm only looking to hook up. I don't want to mess around with people I have mutual friends with. Because sometimes that that freaks guys out. The mutual oh, friend yeah. thing. Because then they're like accountability. You know, I too much. So I have a type. Guys hate accountability. I have a type for like super nerds. Like okay. I really like the like scrawny Jewish that. glasses yeah. whole sitch. You're gonna clean up in comedy. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I've I've listened to the my women role models who all have said one thing. If you go through life and you could, I could tell you one piece of advice: never Don't date, date a, com- a comic. Yeah, no, it's horrible. Yeah, so I actually will not be doing that. But Aaron's just marrying one, and it's, he's not a comedian. <laughs> I know he really doesn't do stand up anymore. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. But the thing is, this guy is. A nervous guy. He didn't get a lot of girls in high school. Oh, interesting. No, yeah, no. So he's not oh, like this, this wasn't player like the heartthrob. Dude. No, okay. this was like maybe he got freaked out that you liked him back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if we could, I could sit here for hours and try and psychoanalyze high school boys, but I would still not have an answer for you because right. they make no sense. Right. I mean, you are you're preaching to the choir there. I still sometimes think about things that guys in high school did and want answers. Yeah. That'll never, I mean, that stays with you. Mm-hmm. So my guy friends from high school that I'm still friends with, I will still sometimes just randomly text them. Like, remember when you did that thing? That was weird. Like, what, what did they do? do? Yeah, my do best guy friend um, took me on a date. I swear to God, I've talked about this on the podcast You before. have, but say it anyway. It's great. My best, like, guy friend from high school, he... We had like a moment in time where we were like, are we more than friends? And we were kind yeah. of flirting. That, I feel like that happens in a lot of guy-girl friendships. Right, yeah. especially at that age. I feel like, I mean, at really any age, it inevitably like you have to go through that at one point or another usually. And he took me on a date, on a group movie date to oh, no. see uh, House on Haunted Hill at the Clarion Movie Theater. And the only reason I knew, oh, maybe this is a date, it was because he paid for me. I hated that. Nothing else was different. I don't even think he tried to like hold my hand or anything in the movie. And then afterwards he left me at Burger King with our other friends. (laughs) And so I'm always just like, remember when you left me at Burger King? He's like, bright side, free movie and Burger King. One time I was seeing, (laughs) exactly. One time I was seeing a boy from Queens and he, and like, I, I literally, I schlepped my ass to Queens for him, which that's I don't love. I don't schlep far. That's love. I really don't often. And it ended after a month because he told me I was too weird for him. What? I was too weird. Which means he was intimidated what does by that you. Mean? Well, yeah, exactly. Which means like you're too much of an adult human with thoughts and feelings. And it used to make I'm me really angry, but now when I think about it, I'm just like, that was weird. Yeah, he's the weird well, one. That that right. that why'd that happen? Also, guys, I know you've been waiting for the answer about co-ed gym. Here's uh, George White. Oh, he said yes. Yes. Yeah, so oh. maybe I just repressed you just have a it. Bad memory. I of must it. have just repressed it. I really hated gym. Oh. I was failing gym until today. How are you failing gym? Did you just not go? Oh no. But okay. I just I never change into my gym clothes. Yeah. Because I don't like care. Uh, like I, I don't participate in gym because I just like I don't think we should be forced to do physical activity. Girl, I used to. Ha- I mean, like I go to I, could, I go I to the gym a, outside right. of school when I'm not in a nice outfit and I don't want to be sweaty and gross all day because yeah. we don't have showers or anything at my school. Oh my god! If I could do a doctoral thesis about why gym shouldn't be mandatory, I just like it used to. 
enrage me. It still does sometimes when I think about it. I had a 55 in the class until today. And now I have an 85. Whoa. Oh, nice. I know. What happened? Basically, the way you it works is... You put on your gym clothes once and they were like, fine. <laughs> and they were like, fine, I guess. No, basically, what, ha- what the way it works is like you... If you miss a few classes or you're late you have a bunch of zeros in your grade until you bring in notes from your parents. And my mom also thinks gym is a scam. So my mom <laughs> has no problem giving me notes. Like a lot of kids have to like fake the notes or like whatever they have to do. Right. Uh, because their parents are like, why do you cut gym? But my mom's like, don't go to gym. Right. <laughs> I just That's think a great mom. also I used to, yeah, I mean, I'm not athletic, so I hated it. I always felt humiliated. I would always have to forego taking other classes that I wanted to take, usually like an arts type elective because you have to fit gym into your schedule or I'd have to take waste one period of gym and like split it with a study hall that I didn't want. And um, I would always be so angry at the idea that other kids weren't for it's like, why am I forced to take gym and other kids aren't like forced to take public speaking or that's a bad example because a lot of times you are but you know what i mean it's yeah, like why no, I know what you're saying aren't you forced to take show choir forced to take like these show other- choir yes which i excelled at i don't want to see people who want to do show choir do show <laughs> choir i don't want to see people forced to do it i liked jim we you only did? had to do it we oh. had to do a half semester our freshman year so it was like over before it began but i like uh i like a group sport i'm into it so I'm just so bad. I liked scooter day in elementary school, though. That was fun. What is a scooter day? You would just like, they had these little scooters that you just sit on. Sit on? I love oh. those. We oh, had yeah. those at my old school. Fun. I was there for that day. I was there for scooter day. Um, well, congratulations that you have an, on your 85 in gym. Thanks. It's a big deal for me. So wait, what is like the dating scene like right now? Right. I feel like <laughs> the way that in high school, in college even, what would happen is like, I would be friends with a guy. And then at some point we would end up alone that now I look back and I was like, that was always manufactured. And I'm just like a dummy. And I was like, what? And then they would just (laughs) stand in front of me for a really long time. And then finally I'd be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. And they would be like, oh, he was supposed to make out with you. And I'd be like, okay, well, that it's still like that. that. Yeah. No, I mean, because the thing is, no matter how much social media or dating apps there are, dating and people are all still the same. It's still like awkward, a little weird, not as romantic as you would think it would be mm-hmm. a little just like weird little things but still like nice right. i guess like there's still i mean i can't tell you how many like guy friends i've had where i've had that weird like are we what are we and it's like and then you have that like weird like we're alone right and now it's weird that we're alone <laughs> right. and it's like it's all the same. It's just like now guys have fast or guys and girls, we all have faster ways of uh, hook up, finding hookups if we at, if we need them in that moment that night. Right. I can't tell you how many Tinder people will message me and be like, what are you doing right now? Come over now. And I'll be like, That's oh, my God. Ah, let me calm down. I right. am brushing my teeth. <laughs> but like. That like there's that side of things. But then there's also I feel like and this is like people in general. I don't even think this is high school. There's this, first of all, lack of patience, especially with my generation where it's like, I want this now. I want this right now. And I need this like and there seems to be like no patience or like longing for actual connection or love because everyone's so like. I need to hook up with this person right now. I need to do this right now and like screw a relationship like because there's things like Tinder and we can Snapchat as many girls as we want or whatever. It's just like a lot of now that there's so much access to everything, people have stopped thinking about romance and the whole point of romance, which is to fall in love or that people are people. Exactly. People just think like, oh, this is just a disposable thing on on the other side of this Tinder app. Yeah, exactly. Hence ghosting. Yeah. Hence Hence why we're all here. Hence. But people still like date, right? Like I'm sounding like such an old fogey, but like people have boyfriends or girlfriends. Oh, literally all my friends have boyfriends right now. It's awesome. I'm always the single friend. It's kind of funny. I don't remember. I don't feel like a lot of my friends had boyfriends. Well, I also, I live in the city. I go to high school in the city. And the thing is about the city is that city kids are like 10 years older. Yeah, that's true. Than actual teenagers. Like really small town. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
because we're just so exposed to so much right and also we're not in a small town with one high school there are so 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 many high schools in the city that it's like most of my friends don't even go to my school right Mm -hmm. right and so yeah and just so many people in general it's like if i wasn't hanging out with the people in my high school or maybe like the one high school over which was already probably like 15 minutes away it's like who am i talking well yeah i have friends who like live in suburbs who can't get tinders because they'll know literally everyone right right (laughs) um a few miles radius but for me it's like tinder in the city is just like funny and a joke because it's like i'm never gonna see anyone i like i go through on tinder which is then part of the fun that you're in that mindset or part of the problem if you're like looking to actually make a human contact but that's how back when i was still on dating apps and i would go home for something and i'd like turn them on it would be like oh oh yep john Uh uh-huh oh larry oh what's he up to oh jim oh i haven't seen him in a while like you know yeah, every exactly. single person was like someone occasionally I knew. i'll run into someone i know but it's rare right um i want to hear a little bit more about what's happening in your book here cool can you give us like some more teasers some like broad overview of what the stories are about or even like mm-hmm. one of your favorites give me a topic my god i mean what's what's your any any dating topics in there yeah i mean so here's and i talk about this a lot in my book i grew up on rom-coms and i also grew up on and i i mean i still believe in this really believing in like love and not even like soulmates or whatever just really believing in the idea of romance and treating someone right and really just like being with someone not even for the sake of dating just for the sake of having a connection with a human being like that's always what I've thought so all throughout high school I constantly looked for that and tried to find that which you know is not typically found with most teenage boys Mm -hmm. but I say that yet Almost all of my friends have been in love, have had long-term relationships, have found all these things, while I still was always the single friend, the friend who got fucked over by a guy, the friend who had an unrequited love, like, just all the, like, the things. So, in the book, I focus a lot less on love and the idea of love, and I made the chapter about heartbreak and what that means at this age because the thing is falling in love at this age is one thing because that's like you're falling in love for the first time but getting your heart broken for the first time is even deeper because it just like it nothing compares at this age to that level of pain yeah because it's just like it's such an intense feeling that you've never felt before. Mm-hmm. I can still think about a couple of moments in high school where like someone, even not even like just finding out that someone didn't like me back or like a guy starting to date one of my girlfriends when I had yeah, a crush. Yeah, exactly. It like it's a, just like shocking. It like shapes you. Yeah. Well, it also when your confidence and self-esteem is so low, right? it just, it kills it. It right. really, really destroys it. And a lot of what I talk about in the book is, all my friends are always constantly shocked with me because I'm the friend who's like always putting myself out there. And if we go to parties, I'm always the friend to like just introduce myself to whatever guy I think is cute just because like I don't care. Like I'm just like, like I know what I want. And it's like, if I see something I like, then like I go for it because like I'm independent and Mm -hmm. I don't need a man, but I can go for it anyways. Um, (laughs) But you know, what comes with being, outgoing and what comes with putting yourself out there is a lot of disappointment yeah because you know the people who never put themselves out there who then get boyfriends or uh get their heart broken once or twice they know what that's like but it's really when you're constantly trying that you really feel the effects of it because you're getting constant rejection which is fine because it shapes you into a person but a lot of what i read in the book is how i found so much of myself through getting my heart broken all the time yeah because in getting my heart broken i'd be like okay rom-com bridget jones time like let's (laughs) go and in watching all these like rom-coms and having this like self journey of like i don't need a man like i'm amazing like i'm great 
you actually learn how strong you are and mm. how important it is to be alone and how important it is to remember that guys or whoever you like do, don't define you. Yeah. hundred percent. It's I, and I mean, I relate to a lot of what you said. I never, I've only been in like three serious relationships in my life and I was always like just the single fun one or like the one that would be like, have such a crush on the guy and then think I was getting closer. And then the guy would be like, what's up with your friend? Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. that was like the role I played or something that the joke. Also, you know, because you live in me. New York is everyone in New York is beautiful and that doesn't (laughs) limit at teenage girls like the girls i go to school with are models really well i also i I go to a performing arts school also so everyone is just gorgeous so it's like my best friends are all like beautiful beautiful girls and i'm just there and i'm like i'm the funny one (laughs) (laughs) i look like mila kunis but chubbier and smaller and more annoying (laughs) no but that's uh, yeah exactly like that and that becomes so those experiences in high school obviously then become part of your self-concept like I feel like the things that happened to me in high school and the role that I fell into or the role whether willingly or whether feeling forced or just like well I guess this is how people perceive me not sure how we got mm-hmm. here but this is this now is the happening role I'm playing. Yeah. this is now that still is part of my self-concept mm-hmm. and it's hard to shake and yeah. even then if people are maybe in my life now treating me differently it no i mean that just like becomes it's a part of who you are it's you can't just turn that kind of yeah. stuff off and i tell you know stories of how ridiculous some situations are and how you know you look back on things that matter to you so much in the moment and they really don't matter and i make a big note of saying you know, it sucks when people tell you like, oh, don't worry, it'll get better. Or, you know, I don't even remember high school because it's like, yeah, but I remember it right now and it's happening right now and it really hurts right now. But then again, like you go through those experiences, you have them. And then I look back on freshman year now as a senior and I'm like, wow, like, thank God I went through that because like I wouldn't be who I am now. But at the same time, like, oh my God, like that mattered so much and that's so stupid now. (laughs) Sometimes I'm horrified at how much I don't remember high school but thought I would. Like I was never one of those people that necessarily thought like whatever, oh, or forget high school or it's so silly or it doesn't. It was a huge part of all of our lives and it like shapes who you are. But there are certain things recently when I'm reminiscing with friends, those things that you think you'll never forget that I'm like, did that, did I even go to high school? I feel like it just all happened overnight one day. It was like I was an encyclopedia of every teacher I had, you know, every friend's last name, every cast member of real world. Exactly. And then I'm like, wait a second. Did did seventh grade happen? It's it's very vague to me now. Miranda Hobbs is trying to get the cheese. She's she's really getting after the cheese. She's going to be fine. Um, Well, I just I want to ask you, too, though, on a more like technical deep cut. How did it come? Did you think to yourself, um, did you just start writing stories and then think this could be a book? Did someone approach you? Yeah, I got approached to write the book. So cool. Uh, A literary agent's wife, who also works in publishing, found me, found, got my email and was like, hey, my husband's a literary agent and we found your writing online because I had been writing for Mashable and Hello Giggles and stuff like that. And they were like, we think a teenager should write a book about what it's like to be a teenager. No offense, you're not famous. And the thing is, the only <laughs> teenager... Like, excuse me. And I was like, are, are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? But the thing is, all teenagers who write books about what it's like to be a teenager are always famous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, you're famous. You don't know what it's like to be... Ah. Oh, oh, my no. God. No, Miranda Hobbs. Miranda Hobbs. Miranda Hobbs had some issues getting on a chair. She's gonna. <laughs> is she okay? She's attacking whoever is. Is that your uh, jacket? It's mine. It's okay. Are you it's sure? not a valuable coat. All Miranda right. Hobbs, Hobbs is touching my coat. <laughs> but I. Don't, what was they saying? I don't even know. Uh, they're they were trying to shame fame oh, you. Yeah. And you were like, oh yeah, thank and I was you. like, and I was, like, I was just trying you. to live my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, if the only teenagers writing books about what it's like to be a teenager are famous. They don't know what it's like to be a real teenager, not not to like totally discredit famous teens, but like they <laughs> they know how to be famous teens. They know how to be famous <laughs> teens, right, but like the right. thing is, like I I don't know if they went to high school and had that like totally authentic experience of right. just like 
getting like i don't know exactly did they even like go to traditional high school yeah did they yeah like well yeah because a lot of their their stories are like my life growing up on dance moms and stuff like that and it's like okay cool that's awesome like cool story to tell but like that's my, my, that was not, not relatable the goal. in the same way. Yeah, yeah, not relatable in the same way. Mm-hmm. My goal of this book was to be like, hey, common teenager, right. uh, here is a book that hopefully you can relate to. Right, right. Um, do you, and then when did it come out? It came out October 3rd. Oh my gosh. And how have you, how's like the, I mean, maybe press tour is a little dramatic, but obviously you do have to put legwork behind getting the book out there have you enjoyed that experience or is the thing is i say this all the time i would love all the stuff i do so much more if i weren't balancing it with high school yeah like the month my book came out i was also like in a school play and i was taking the sat and i was applying to college that month it was just like a really stressful month in terms of like my life right and then i but then i was constantly doing shows and doing podcasts and doing all the and interviews and stuff like that and like granted it was awesome and like i'm not trying to be like i hate my life (laughs) like i got to do cool things but it's like it's just like i really felt like i i wish i would have had more time to put more focus yeah and like thought into the things i was saying and writing yeah as opposed to just being like i have to do this right um well i mean you are incredible the next book you won't be in high school so you'll be fine (laughs) exactly everyone should go check out the book earth hates me right now i keep holding it up like we're on yeah like we're on a show yeah hey guys you know it's like when the host pulls the book out from behind the desk and and you're like how to get there right and then the camera does a close-up that's what i'm doing in my mind right now yeah (laughs) they're like hand is like placed really nicely on it hey guys i have a surprise for everyone in the studio audience you're all getting a copy of earth hates me by ruby carp all but right, it's no. not but free no and just go on Amazon. <laughs> Ruby, you're amazing. Thanks. Thank you, you guys so much. Too. This was so cool. I'm so glad you so reached fun. out. Thank you, Katie. Rod, yeah. if you're listening, go if buy you her book, book too. Any other guests? Yeah. 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 Katie, if you're listening, you want to book any other guests for us, we'll pay you a small commission of the 13 cents we make on this podcast. <laughs> um, but thank you so much Thanks for coming for out here. Me. Thanks for bringing your mom. Hey, Mom. Mom, She's thanks asleep. for co-creating Bust Mom magazine. Mom is sleeping on the couch. That's and perfect. She can her. stay here tonight. She'll be fine. Yeah, Miranda Hobbs will keep her warm. Um, everybody, <laughs> go see your uh, Ruby show. Also, buy the book. Go see your show at UCB if you're in the city. And where can they also find you, like, on social media and whatnot? Um, my name is Ruby Carp with a K. So just, um, that's my name on all social media. Just Ruby Carp. No spaces. Perfect. And we'll That's put easy. that in info you too. You went in there first. You got it. You yeah. just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Those other Ruby I claimed cards. it. Yeah. Screw them. <laughs> Ruby, thank you so much. R-U-B-Y-K-A-R-P. There you go. There we go. Hit up all of our merch and things. And uh, I'm excited to d- see what you do at, I mean, 27. Thanks. And 37. Yeah. Ah. If you could hire us, we would appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Keep us in mind, please, <laughs> for all of your, you know, writing and podcasting needs. All right, you guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.